people need to know they can trust you. So when you're interviewing, trust is the most important thing you need to convey. And trust is more challenging to establish when you're doing it virtually. So if you're doing it through mm -hmm. Zoom, I really implore you, a couple of tactics that I would implement is ask questions about them. People get so nervous. I'm interviewing, I have to talk about what I didn't, hang on. People do business with people they know, like, and trust. Your goal is to get them to know, like, and trust you. And the way to get people to trust you is to ask open-ended questions. Ask about them. Well, I'm sure this must be really challenging for you having to interview so many people back-to-back. -back. Is Zoom draining you? Start asking them questions. That show that you're empathetic, that you care, that you're the kind of person they want on their team. Y'all welcome Heather Monahan. Yes. And she's faculty at Harvard. Huh? She's she's, oh, she's on faculty, faculty at Harvard. Harvard? Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> big time people. Big Heather, time Heather, ideas. Heather. All right, before we get started, okay, we always like to play this fun game, okay? We like to play this fun game. Uh-oh. I didn't tell you about this, so I'm just going to throw it out there. We like to play this game called Would You Rather... All right, so we're going to play another game of Would You Rather. So, Heather, tell me, would you rather be completely invisible for one day or be able to fly for one day? What would you rather do? Completely invisible or be able to fly for one day? Fly. That's easy. Fly. Fly? All right. Yeah, Art, fly. I have those dreams. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think five, I would fly, too. Yeah, I would love to fly. Yeah. Love to fly? Yep. Foster, what about you? Oh, yeah, I have those dreams. So I get to fly all the time. What did y'all talk about? <laughs> <laughs> that was an easy one. I don't know. Maybe y'all can put, was a, easy, put a better would you rather question in the comments. And, and guys, let me know what's a good one. What? Oh, come on, son. Oh, Foster. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> that was too easy. What do you got? Come on, son. Oh, I love the side. That is awesome, Foster. Great job. Come on, son, side. Wow. Okay. Wow. All right, guys. We're going to interrupt our normal uh, uh, programming, okay? Because we got Heather in yep, the house. Yep, we're flipping the script. We're going to flip it. We're going to go to landings, and we'll do a prayer at the very end. But let me – I want to dive in because we only got so much limited time she's gracing us with, so we're super excited to have her here. Now – Heather, I got to hear you in Glenn Lundy's room, Breakfast with Champions oh, wow. in Clubhouse. There was a conversation going on in that room that really got me excited. It's something that we haven't talked before on this show. And, you know, you were talking about, and we were talking about in that room, how, you know, you got gender inequality, right? You know, how women make less uh, and are promoted less than men because of gender inequality. But there's a flip side to that coin, which is, where women are bullying other women and pushing other women down, wow. right, in the workforce. Can you talk more about that? I really, it was, a, it was a great conversation, and so many people raised their hand and could identify with that. So I'd love to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I actually did my TED Talk all about this. And the reason why is, listen, this is a huge problem, as you saw, Trevor, when everyone started raising their hands. Yes, happened to me, happened to me but nobody wants to address it. And it's very frustrating to me having been someone who was in that situation. I, 
I had so many male advocates in corporate America. I was very blessed to have great mentors surrounded by a lot of men that were my champions. However, I ended up getting fired after 14 years at the same company, more than doubling the company's revenues in excess of $200 million annually. And I got fired once a woman was promoted to CEO. So, you know, I had a great experience working with the men, but as soon as I had a female CEO, I was out. Mm. Oh, wow. We're just talking about that. At my HR group this morning, we have these breakout groups, Heather, and they're cool. So in your, in your opinion, why was that? Was it competition or was it yeah. you were a threat? Is, is that what it was? When you are a threat, you will always be the target. And yeah. I was that woman's target all day. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's just petty jealousy. So how long, okay, so I'm curious. How long was it? Okay, she became CEO. Like, how long was it? Was it like a week later, a month later? Like, how long was it after she became CEO that it was like, got to go? She came in and she's like, oh, you're out. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, it's super interesting. In hindsight, it's really clear. Back then, I didn't know. There's a window where her father had fallen ill. So it wasn't it wasn't official immediately. She had this window called interim CEO. And what I didn't realize is while while she was interim CEO, she could not terminate any employee. Got it. The minute she became officially CEO is the minute that she sent me an email and said, come over to my office. We need to meet. <laughs> oh. Okay. So she already had your name written down. She was like, all right. This oh yeah, Foster's got the the, the rifle out. She already mm-hmm. had you in her scope. She had you in her scope. <laughs> mm, yeah. Wow. All right. So let's talk about that. So you were crushing it. 14 years, you know, a, 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 at that company and just climbing up that ladder, right? Uh, first of all, I want to know if the audience can relate to that, and I know they can. How many of you spent that kind of time at a at a company at corporate America and then got the axe? Tell us in the comments. But so. So you're up and you're, you're climbing that ladder. You get the axe. Um, how did you bounce back from that? The first thing that I did, well, first of all, I was bawling my eyes out, right? I mean, I'm a single mom. I didn't know how I was going to pay my bills. I freaked out. I was in shock, complete shock. I'm a type A overachiever, always have been. And so I cried. The first thing I did was cried. I went under a weighted blanket, right? I, I was a hot mess. But I did something super smart, which a lot of people told me was a terrible idea, and it was a great idea. I posted (laughs) online, I have just been fired. And if Mm. I've ever helped you in 14 years, I would love to hear from you today. And that post went viral, and it opened so many opportunities for me, so many doors. (laughs) All right, there's one. There's There's two. All right. Job seekers, y'all need to post that right now. Be like, look, looky here. Yeah. All right. Now, you job seekers, you guys should be dropping all your mics. Go, Robin. Tell us about your five-step plan to create confidence. I want to know about this five steps. Mm, I bet we got five mics to drop. So I was in the media business for 20 years, and the way we generated revenue was through advertising, right? So I read so many research papers and white papers around how to effectively and ultimately execute around advertisements. What's the right way to advertise? And so what I learned over all this time is that there's a five-step process to advertise. What I decided is when my confidence was eroded terribly by that woman giving me disparaging looks, not returning my emails, Mm. putting me down, Mm. holding me back, you know, all all the stuff, all the awful stuff, I decided, okay, 
I'm going to run an ad campaign for myself to myself to elicit confidence within myself. And that's what I did. So the first thing wow. that you do is you choose a platform. I chose my mind, right? I'm in total control of it. The next thing that you do is frequency sells, frequency and messaging. So McDonald's doesn't run one ad a week and hope you go um, feel an, an urge to buy McDonald's french fries. They run it seven times a day. They want to reach you seven times a day. So I knew I needed to run an ad campaign seven times a day with frequency so that I would begin hearing it so often it would become commonplace to me and I would accept it. So I knew I needed a call to action. For me, the call to action was going to be fear is a green light. That means go because I found myself so scared and sometimes stuck in situations when I would encounter this woman or was just feeling low. My ad campaign was all around, I am confident, I am powerful, I am enough, I am creative, all the I am statements that I wanted to step into and be. Then you add a visual component. I happen to have a life-size cutout of myself right over there. Oh, and wait, 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 wait. You wow. can't say that not bringing in the thing. <laughs> oh, we got to see that. Yeah, there we go. It's like, oh, <laughs> should I get it? Should I not I will, get it? Oh, That's no, a break. I'll, That's a break. Right yeah, 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 go, yeah, go get it. Oh, we want to see it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 go get it. Tracy Morgan's got one. I want to see what her Yes. 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 This, this is awesome. Yep, here we go. Live, live. Size. She's big. She's kind of big. The yeah. lady in the red dress. Oh, oh, got go here, girl. The lady in the red dress. Love that is that. awesome. I got to give myself. There we go. So okay, so so you have the cardboard cutout, a, a, a picture of where you're just like, yeah, right. You're just like, you're like, you're. you're your superwoman picture, right? It, yeah, just any picture that you don't have to use a life size cutout like I do, but <laughs> you know, something where you feel like I'm really confident in this moment. In that yes. moment, I was super confident, I'm like rocking my red dress, you know, feeling like fire. So find an image where you feel really powerful. And while you're owning your I am statements, while you're stepping into your call to action, look at that visual. You know, it's really powerful and it 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 just locks everything together. And the final step is you want to use a jingle or a song to really ingrain it and encode it in your brain. And I use the song, um, Kendrick Lamar, um, I, I Am, what, I think it's called, the song is called I Am, but it's really all about loving yourself. Yeah. And so I would, I'd play that song, I'd look at the visual, I'd own my I Am statements, I'd talk about fear is a green light that means go. And I did that for a month. And I will tell you, I walked into a meeting in a red dress, just like that, in the boardroom, she was the only other female other than me. She completely ignored me, and I had had it at that point. And I raised my hand, and I said, hey, good morning. You must have missed me. I'm here. It's great to see you. And I will tell you, her eyes went on fire, and I just knew I'm done eroding my confidence. I'm done with allowing uh, others okay. to treat me poorly. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I get it. We're teaching others how to treat us, and, and I'm done with it. Woo! Done with it. Uh, Done with it. Uh, Watch that. Yeah. It's overcome fly. that fear. Let me overcome see. that Mics fear. Are flying online too. I bet. So, so I love. You know, you said the frequency, right? Because, you know, like you said, McDonald's, right? So, you know, they don't just market one time. They do it over and over and over and over and over. So you're yeah. training your brain. You're just like speaking that life into yourself every single day. You've got the cardboard cut out and you're just like, yes, I've got this. You know, I, I just love that. I actually, when I was in Clubhouse, I was taking notes and I don't know why I took the, the one thing that really stood out was the cardboard cutout. I was like, I need a cardboard Trevor like this. 
dun, 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 like that. But Trevor, I'll tell you that the, <laughs> the cardboard cutout, where that stems from, I, I, the first time I made that, I was a VP of sales. So this is a, like a decade ago. I've had many cardboard cuts. But what it, uh, it, it was a difference maker for me. And for anyone listening right now, if you're having a hard time breaking through to somebody, an ultimate decision maker you want to reach, get a cardboard cutout and have put like a little, hey, want to introduce uh-huh. myself since we haven't been able to connect. And those people, that's how I land on the Steve Harvey show. The executive producer wouldn't call me back. And I was frustrated. I'm like, forget this. I'm sending a life-size cutout. And I sent a note that said, I oh, know I it's like fun that. hanging with me in the office, but it's way more fun when the real me comes in. Bro. Like, and I see you. And he <laughs> yeah, called me right back. Send a life shut out. Dump him out. Wow. <laughs> hold up, hold up, it's hold like up. Steve Harvey, you gonna see me, yeah. brother. Wow. <laughs> Dang, that's good stuff. So you sent it. You sent them the cardboard cutout to get that's, on. Yeah, that's wow. That, yeah. I like that. Okay. So job seekers, y'all need to be thinking about that's an outside wow. the box. Outside Where did box. you think mm-hmm. of that? Where did that come from? Was that just in you or did yeah. like did you did No, you... I so I used to I led teams of people in every city across the United States. And what I would realize after a couple of years of doing this. When I'd fly into town and walk into the office, everyone would respond great, and they and I'd get their attention, and they deliver and execute. But then I'd fly away, and they wouldn't be communicating. They wouldn't be delivering yeah, on our agreed yeah. upon goals. And I started saying to myself, I can't be in every city every day, and I'm tired from traveling. I have to find a way to have a presence when I'm not there. How can I do it? And I started <laughs> whiteboarding out ideas like Love. I would for any business challenge. You know, when I would just write down different ideas. This and then it came to me. I need a version of me that can live in that building that they have to see every morning when they walk into <laughs> yes. work. And that's where she came from. <laughs> All right. I got to give you a round of applause you know, for that. It's like, it reminds it's like a scarecrow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna put it up and I'm oh, gonna I be bet there. they didn't get rid of it. They had it when you showed up on the show. They probably had it, didn't they? I love that. Yeah, that's oh, awesome. they loved they thought it was hysterical. <laughs> yeah. They, they would take pictures with it and yeah, it was the whole All thing. All right, so that's brilliant. <laughs> oh, that's- but I also want to talk about Heather, you work with a lot of companies, right? What what do you think employers are looking for when they're hiring? What 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 are the things that they're looking for today? Yeah, yeah so Right now, the most critical thing, because so many people are on remote workforce, is people need to know they can trust you, right? So when you're interviewing, trust is the most important thing you need to convey. And trust is more challenging to establish when you're doing it virtually. So if you're doing it through Mm -hmm. Zoom, I really implore you, a couple of tactics that I would implement is ask questions about them. When, you know, people get so nervous, I'm interviewing, I have to talk about what I didn't, hang on. People do business with people they know, like, and trust. So your goal is to get them to know, like, and trust you. (laughs) And the way to get people to trust you is to ask open-ended questions. Ask about them. Well, I'm sure this must be really challenging for you, having to interview so many people back-to-back. Is Zoom draining you? How how does that work? (laughs) You know, start asking them questions. Show that you're empathetic, that you care, that you're the kind of person they want on their team. Oh, my gosh. This is so funny. I have a slide like this in our summit that I teach. It yes. basically stated exactly, exactly what you just said. Exactly. You know what it reminds me of? Said, okay, yeah. so Heather, I used to sell cars, right? And there was this... Um, of course you did, Trevor. Yeah, right? It makes sense, right? It just <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> so there was this commercial, and it was the Badger, okay? What? The Badger was this commercial, and it was a, a salesperson, right? It wasn't was the person. Wisconsin either. And he was like, in the commercial, he was training uh, the other salespeople. He's like, oh, you got to do... It's just ask them questions. Ask them questions about their family. 
make them think you care. Wow. <laughs> and then you sold a car. Like, <laughs> it just reminded me of what you're saying. Like, you got to ask them questions. You got to, you got to get to know them. You got to get, you got to get yeah. them to wow. break those barriers a down. Badger. The badger, yeah. The bucky badger. The, the wow. other thing, the other thing, you know, <laughs> I, you know, obviously not in the badging sense, but you no, want to do no, it in the no, genuine sense. Badging. And what I, what I would do is do my research ahead of time. So I would look on Facebook, on Instagram, on LinkedIn. What yes. connection points do you have in common? One mm -hmm. of the things you might find out is, oh, that person's son went to University of Miami. You graduated from there, so yep. you're able to bring that up as a commonality, a common there you ground. Go. Yeah. People want some commonality and some trust and, and some connection points these days. So like you. Stocking. Yes. As a matter of fact, so Heather, I know that you're a leader in sales, right? And that, that's really your EVP of sales and that you've got sales under your uh, belt as experience. So as a leader. So our audience is primarily job seekers, right? And so right now they are in sales. That's their job is to sell their skill sets, sell themselves. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that process? Because that's exactly it. People want to do business with people that they know, like, and trust. And so maybe relate the two from a sales perspective and a job seeker perspective, how they're married. Marky Mark, everyone is in sales. And you that's know right. that, right? So yeah, I don't care if you're yeah. a stay-at-home mom. Maybe you're trying to convince your husband to take you out for dinner because you don't want to cook tonight. You are in sales, right? <laughs> that's right. I, I was... I was a VP of sales, clearly I was in sales, but then I wrote a book and guess what happens when you write a book? Nothing unless you sell it, right? <laughs> so <laughs> here's the thing, there's billions of great books in the world, but there's very mm. few authors that know how to sell. So you need to learn mm. sales as a life skill. This is yes. how you will survive yes. in life. In every exchange, someone yes. is sold. Will it be you or will it be the other person? Ooh. I've devoted my life to being the person that's doing the selling and I encourage you to do the same. So when you approach, you know, put, I always suggest to people, put yourself in the shoes of the other person. I yes. did this with my book. You know, I wanted it to get into a, a company called Books and Books. And I thought, what matters to them? How can I bring value? What is their problem that I can help solve? And I right. thought to myself, oh, they don't have enough store traffic okay, why don't I go there, leverage my social media to draw an audience for them. And if I do so, in lieu of that, they'll add my book to their collection. Boom, problem solved. So start thinking, how can you solve other people's problems? What's unique, valuable, and different about you? Love I've got a that. question. Exactly. I've got a question. So we're talking about, okay, we're going to try to sell it, right? We're going to try to convince our customers that we care, right? Here's my question, and you guys won't be, you guys listening will not be surprised that I'm asking this. Why can't we care? What do you mean, why can't we care? What do you mean? Why can't we care? <laughs> why can't we care? Why can't we really give a rip? We gotta care. Being genuine, you mean? Come on, son. <laughs> Come on, son. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Mic drop. Come on, son. All right. You hey, I got what, a question guys, from we Robin. we really care, we can't fool it. People like me, I can tell when you're full of I mm -hmm. get what you're saying, Foster. Yeah. You like, why don't saying? we yep. actually really care? Yep. Like, quit faking it. Actually care about people. Okay. I was confused there for a minute. I'm like, I, I didn't know what you were exactly. saying. Exactly. Me too. <laughs> yeah. I think we're all like, the That's job father has spoken. That's my brand. Why don't I'm we actually guy. give a dang? 
Foster Williams, the job father, has spoken. We, hey, we've been hey, dropping mics. Is it time like to give that? something that away? I think one. it's time to give well, something well, hold away. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I told the audience to ask a question, and Robin Triggs, who was the lucky winner earlier, she did ask a question. She Robin, wants Robin. to know from Heather, best sales training resources, books, videos, courses she would recommend. I know that's a lot. <laughs> oh my gosh. This book right here is the best sales book yes. in the world. Get it. It's unfreaking believable. Read the reviews. It's, it's better than it's so Jeff Gettimer's book. <laughs> here's here's the thing, and, and you guys already already know this. People want teach me, teach me, teach me, teach me. And that's great. You want to access knowledge that's gonna help support you and you wanna be a constant learner, but you also need to trust yourself, right? The oh. more you show up as the real version of you. The more people will connect with you, you'll pull the right kinds of people towards you and repel the wrong. So instead of focusing so, so much on, I need the training, I need this, I need this. Also think about, I need to show up as the real me. Because when you start showing up as the real you, that employer is going to want to train you. Yes. And I like that because that yep. ties into what Foster was saying. Why don't we just really care about people? I care. But about, maybe I you don't. You I care. Maybe that's not your authentic self. Maybe and you just don't not, care about people. I don't if know. If it's not, there's people like me out there that can see right through that. <laughs> I, I I think this, we got another question. Yes. This is right up your alley, Heather. So um, uh, Smita Medi asked Heather, when asked about your career gra career gaps. How do you present that with confidence? How would you do it? Ooh. Okay, Ooh, always down. honesty. Honesty is the only option. Never lie. And I'm asked this a lot. A lot of people send me DMs and say, hey, I was out of work for a year. Should I just try to cover that up? No, you own it. So put yourself in the other person's shoes. How can you leverage that window? How can you bridge that gap and share with them? So I'm going to make it up. Let's say that you had a sick parent and you had to take a year off from work to, to work with your family and care for your mother. So I would ask the person, have you ever had a situation in your life where you had a sick family member? I'd ask them, you know, because you want to see, is there a connection point? Because listen, if that this guy isn't going to understand that I need to take care of a sick family member, that's not my guy anyways. I don't mm, want to yeah. work with people who aren't mm. like that, right? So you want to show up as that honest version of you. You want to find a connection point. You want to ask open-ended questions, and then you want yes. to tell the truth. Right, right. Well, and in doing so, I think that you build empathy just naturally, right? Because it's not just a one-sided, like, here's my answer, but it's an interaction. It's part of the relationship, right? Having that interaction. Speaking of relationship, let's let's switch gears just a little bit. Let's talk about relationship. That's Foster's favorite word. So we're going to talk about relationship. We're going to talk about networking. Okay, this is the Who You Know Job Networking Show, isn't it? Right? We're That's on that show. Know. I'm on that show. Who I'm you on that show? All right, let's talk about networking. Um... What is more important? Okay, I'm going to set you up. This is a setup question. Uh, is what you know in life, your skill set, your knowledge, what's in your brain, your, you know, what's on that book, that paper, or who you know, been more successful for Heather? Don't think about the actual name of the show. I really want to know the real answer for you. Okay, is it what you know or who you know? What, what's been more valuable to you in your life? If I, I'm not going to answer your question exactly, but I'll, when I think about what's most valuable, my work ethic is such a differentiator. It's mind-blowing, right? So the, number one, I know my work ethic is a huge differentiator. My creativity and ability to see things very differently than other people. But then thirdly, I mean, these are all three things. That I know so many flipping people. It's insane. I, there's always a person I can hot dial that is going to help me get into wherever I need to go. 
So all three of those things, and it goes back to, you know, what's unique, special and different about you and showing up for other people. I traveled for 20 years in media and no matter what city I would go to, I didn't go back to the hotel gym and go to bed early. I would book a dinner with someone because I wanted to hear about their life. I wanted to understand them. I wanted to find out how they could plug into my world, how I could help them, how I could show up for them. And I would, you know, it was tiring and it still is. I'm leaving right after this to go to a meeting to meet with somebody that flew down here to see me, but I'm going to show up for them because it's important to them. Whenever you can show up for other people, you know, you're going to get huge gains and rewards from that. Yeah, I love that. I you drop it so You drop it so <laughs> Yeah, show yeah. up in a world of flakes <laughs> today, right? Ooh. In a world of flakes today, Ooh. you got to show up. Oh. If you want an authentic relationship, you got to be there. Like, I have so many friends, friends that I can think of, and, and I'm like, ah, I don't know if I could rely on them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, showing up is, is key can, to a Can I speak to that real quick on showing up? Gosh, I just love we're going here, because I, I was planning on going here, and then I thought I, I got sidetracked. Okay, but we're going here. Yeah, so, the drug audience, um, there's been a little bit of a problem that's been going on. We haven't had this problem in years, okay. but it's come back. Okay. And that is showing up. We're having a lot of people register sign up like hey i, I oh. i'm in I'm a search i i need your help and i'm gonna come and i'm gonna register for this event and i'm gonna da, 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 da. and then there's a 50 percent no-show rate 50 percent. it has not been that high in years yeah and i'm blown away by it i'm like are you kidding me how how this many people are gonna re register for something and this many people show up shame on you you need Trevor, to show hang, up hang on a second i think you're taking the wrong approach and i can you don't have kids do you <laughs> I do. I got. Yes, I got. Actually, I got two. I got two boys. Yes. That's a weird. Oh boy. Then this is a parenting lesson. All right. So here's <laughs> the thing. You have to think about anytime you have. When I'm hearing you say that, I'm saying to myself, "What is Trevor not doing in his communication? What could you be doing differently?" Like I always look at myself first, right before I look at the audience or the kids or whatever. I think to myself, "Hang on. Is there another way?" And, and typically with sales, and this is sales, you're selling people on coming to an event, right? So there's a, there's a two prong approach. One would be your there's a fear factor of your you're going to lose something, you're going to take something away, or there's an add on factor of you get this if you come right. So I would look at both of those, see if you're leveraging them. One would be maybe it's just a simple reminder. Hey guys, remember if you sign up and can't make it, be sure to ping me before 24 hours. Otherwise, you're taking the spot that somebody else could have, and other people really need this help. Could you at least do that for me, right? Like have an ask about scarcity. Like there's only so many seats available and relate it back to their kindness and, you know, them as human beings and taking a, somebody else's seat who warrants it and wants to be there. Or there's an add on like a, some type of a gift, right? So listen, if you sign up by such and such day, you are going to get the blah, blah, blah that you can only get by showing up here. But you for some reason, you're not making it impactful enough for them to be there. So you've got to figure out which one, which, you know, which side do you need to lean on a little and bit I, And I love that you're saying that. I, I really do. And I appreciate it because I, Mark and I have this conversation. Okay, what are we, what, I'm constantly, trust me, Heather, I'm constantly, what can we do to improve? How can we improve this? Mm -hmm. And so, like, to your point about, um, you know, letting them know, hey, this, this is taking a seat of, available. Like, we've done that. Uh, we've, we've done the, the, the free value we've done that like i'm, I'm like okay what, what what is going on and so i'm scratching my head because we're giving 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 and i'm like okay where where's the disconnect so i really am and maybe i need we just need to talk offline maybe we can we can yeah. figure this thing out because i'm scratching my head and i'm going how 
Why did we go from uh, 25% just last year, right? There would be 25%. There's always, in, in job search, there's always a, a high percentage of no-show, right? You can ask anybody. Do you, that are, you fall, are you following back up with the people who don't show with an, with an inquiry as to why they end up not coming? Um, no, no, that's a that good one. We have it. Yeah. That, that why don't we ask them really directly and let's find out if there is a commonality there. No, yeah. that's a great, that's great. Great I, point. You know, I've had my uh, assistant reinvite them, but not go back and get the feedback of, hey, what happened? Why did, where were that's you? That's high level accountability. Woo. They're going to mm. show up for the next one. If you come mm -hmm. after them and ask what, what happened, is everything okay? Hey, I just right. want to check in on you. Make sure everything's okay. I love that. Yeah. That, that goes with that first part. Yeah. Yeah. See that? Look, I'm I'm learning today. Let's get some on that. Woo! Yeah, hey. get some. I'm out of my. And uh, speaking of accountability, I'm just saying, y'all, you gotta you gotta show up to you know what what Heather was talking about. You gotta show up. Gotta show if up. you're gonna put it on your calendar, if you're gonna register, you're gonna give your information, your email, your all this and that and the other, and you're signing up. Unless it's like we get life happens. Life always happens, right? Life's gonna happen. Yep. But at a fifty percent, that's just people not showing up. So we'll find out why. I like that. Let's get the commonality. Let's figure out what's the disconnect. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's too many notifications going out. Maybe that's driving them bonkers before Could they be. get there. They're just sick of us by the time they get to the event. Yeah, because we got the thing. It gives them a text reminder, email reminder, this reminder, that reminder. Maybe it's like they're like, dude, I'm, uh, by the time I even see let's you. Let's find out. Yeah. Let's, not, let's not decide for them. Let's let them tell yeah. you. Love it, love it, love it. We've got a lot of mutual connections and stuff like that. You know, Glenn Lundy and Shay and David Meltzer. I know you're, you're familiar with him as well. Um, so it's all about networking. This show is all about bringing fire. I want to bring people that can inspire and encourage our audience because a lot of times they're at a low spot in life. They need that confidence. They need that fire, right? So there's someone that you know that has that fire. And Holly would kill me if I didn't ask you. She's a super fan. Ooh, Holly's on you. Yes. Autumn Calabrese. Autumn Calabrese. Um, look. I would love if there's any way possible to get an introduction to Autumn because I need to bring Autumn on this show to bring some of that fire. So are you are you saying her last name right? Calabrese, right? Is that how you say it? I don't no, know. it's Calabrese. Oh, I'm Calabrese. Calabrese. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to introduce you to her. She's an awesome woman. Here's the only thing that I will tell you about Autumn is that she's super super busy like she wanted she was launching a book and she wanted me to do a facebook live with her and we had to change the date like three times i mean she's super super busy so just don't take it personal it's, oh yeah it takes a while to, to get her scheduled but yeah for sure happy to make an intro hey we're yeah i appreciate I that <laughs> i had to give trevor a hard time because that's his mo uh getting names wrong so yeah i get them wrong all the time <laughs> he hey holly did you he hear that college try he's just not harvard holly did you hear that we're gonna get autumn on here we're gonna do that we're gonna make it happen just for you I'm so excited about that. She's a big beach body, you, uh, you know. Holly. Yeah. She, yeah. And so she she just is like, gotta have Autumn. So, anyways, um, guys, uh, you know, Heather, thank you so much. Wow, I know you've got to go. You you you've got um, another meeting to get to. And so we really appreciate you coming on here and lighting up the show. We yeah, really especially do. Especially linking in with me. Y'all know something? Heather linked in with me. Mm. <laughs> 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 you got it rolling. Connections, everyone on Max on connections. I can't accept that anymore. So please don't take it personal. Please just click the follow button and, and definitely send me an email or you can go to my website, heathermonahan.com yes. with any questions. Thanks for listening to the Who You Know Show podcast. 
My name is Trevor Houston, and if you've enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing wherever you listen and leave us a positive review to help us keep the mics on in the studio. Until next week, that's the show. It's all about who you know. Who you know.